0: Greetings, amigos and top teners everywhere. Welcome back to another edition of Top Ten with Kyle and Mike. I am your co-host, Kyle, opposite me today, as he is every week, is your favorite co-host, Michael. Now, today, as we do every week, we will be discussing a top ten list. However, Mike and I have not made the list this time. We have a very special guest who I will allow to introduce himself in just a moment. The very special guest has devised his own topic, his own top 10 list about said topic, which he will relate to us. We will then debate vigorously until at the end of this episode, we will have arrived at a definitive version of that top 10 list. Mystery guest, please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone.
1: I am Steve, and today we'll be doing the top
2: 10 rewatchable Austin Power scenes. oh my god so before we uh we remark on just the wonder of that list because i will have a lot to say uh steve who remarkably did not say his last name there nicely done it is sort of part of his title it's like saying bond james bond is kind of part of it um could you please introduce yourself give a little background on how we know you any advanced degrees you might have (laughs) Uh
1: (laughs) I did recently graduate last summer. I got my PhD. Yes. Very Um, nice. And we all met in college. We were in the same dorm. I'm a fan of the otters.
0: Yeah, go otters.
2: uh, Yeah, go otters. That's true. And he didn't go to six years of evil uh, doctoral school to be referred to as Mr. Steve. Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) Yes, I didn't go through four years of doctorate school.
0: (laughs) Wow, we're off to. Off to I was the waiting for that.
2: So I, I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, it was time.
0: <sighs> yeah, uh, we're very excited to have Steve on. Um, Steve was um, a, a big part of our college uh, experience living in the same dorm with him. He won for a championship. Three years. Yeah, that's true. Did
2: Steve win the Mr. Otter or whatever that award was? Did you win did. that? Yeah, so we've had now the honor of having two guests on this podcast who have won this same prestigious dormitory award. So, uh, dear friend of the pod, Jameson was the 2015, I guess, recipient of this award. And I believe Steve was the 2016 recipient of this award. So really we are, we are, is that on the wall? Do you have that up? It's on the wall. Yeah. I'm on the wall twice. Beautiful. Yeah, you got it all going on. Wait, what's oh
1: for being an RA? I, I forget what the, the second one was, but it it was like the senior the senior
0: year one. Damn. I think McKern, McKernan got it year last year. You keep good company. <laughs> that's that's incredible. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's
2: incredible. I, the dorm, if not for like a a weird stain on the wall in my dorm room, would never know I had even <laughs> passed through its halls. So I'm <laughs> I'm happy for you for leaving your mark. <laughs>
0: so so steve i assume this includes all the austin powers the whole trilogies okay yeah checks out did you have any kind of like um like criteria by which you ranked them or is it just on like sheer hilarity i ranked them
1: on rewatchableness so okay. basically mm. it needs to be it, if, if you wouldn't watch it on youtube again for no reason then it wouldn't count Wow. And my criteria is: if the scene doesn't exist, if the scene doesn't exist on YouTube with just that scene, it doesn't count as a scene. So some scenes you would think might be like a whole scene, but they're actually two because I couldn't find a, a video on
2: YouTube. You have already transcended <laughs> and elevated the form. This is better than anything we've ever come up. With.
0: This is what higher education will do for you.
1: <laughs> and more importantly, you can't count the yeah, you can't count is, the full movies you can rent.
2: You can rent the full movies on YouTube. <laughs> oh, good call. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Um, does this include scenes that I have pitched for the fourth, fifth, and sixth films that Kyle and I are hoping someday? Unless Myers has heard it, or it has to be can, has, to be, <laughs> has canon. to be canon.
0: That would be a great separate okay. list that we have to have you return for, Steve. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, we, we actually like. Let's talk about that. But put just put a pin in
2: that one. Um, all right. Well, I think that's fairly self-explanatory. I think if you're uh, if you're interested, in yeah, should Can I, I start with some rolling. stats? I, yes. Oh my god.
1: I love god. stats. Oh, Jake. Please. So we all know Austin Powers is making fun of James Bond mostly. Um, if you were to stack up the Bond movies with Austin Powers movies, Austin Powers would be two of the top five grossing Bond films.
0: Wow. Do you know which ones that are gross um, higher? I
1: believe Gold Member is number one. And then Spy Who Shagged Me is either two or three, I forget, if you look up <laughs> the. Uh, with the adjusted for inflation. So, yeah, so, I mean, it would, it would, pay, it would pair well against the Bond movies. Um, some interesting things that people say about Bond and Austin Powers is that uh, Austin Powers kind of screwed Bond over. Um, Daniel Craig is actually on record himself saying that Myers fucked us.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> and he actually
1: blames he blames Meyers Austin Powers for the more serious tone of his movies
2: I have heard that and it's yeah. so true and then like a, you couldn't have pens that like shot blow darts or lasers anymore it just it would have been too easy to make a sequel
0: you can't have any like like laughably large Scottish villains like that's like kind of like taken that out of circulation they had to cut they had to cu- cut down on yeah. like the volcano layers like they're still layers but they're just like <laughs>
2: i do want to say steve I, and i won't i won't step on this because we may talk about it during the body of this list but kyle and i did have a truly exquisite austin powers bond crossover experience so i think it was is it you only live twice kyle was that the one yeah,
0: the one where he fakes his death
2: i think it's yeah it's you only yeah it's you only live twice so We had watched, which I now I'm forgetting which one of the the Austin Powers movies, and there was a particularly just on-the-nose, nasty sexual pun, and we had been joking for a while about how ridiculous that was, and how even for how spoofable James Bond was, that was a bridge too far. And then we watched You Only Live Twice, which we had not seen before, and I shit you not, Word for word, they lifted this line from that, and Kyle and I just <laughs> looked at each other, mouths agape. It was it was just an incredible moment. It was really special for both of us. So yeah, thing. actually,
1: my first iteration of this list was gonna be best Bond references. So I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> it I, I is it about in Japan? Yes, I know that one. I thought I was thinking of a different one. But yeah. Yes, I do know that one. Yeah, that like oh, actually yeah. happened.
2: Word for word. Yeah. That is from Not that in movie, my list, which was just but incredible. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yep. Little Easter egg for the listeners. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, so before before Austin Powers, Bond well but way before Austin Powers, Bond was the highest grossing, you know, franchise of all time. And then uh, over time it just kind of fell behind MCU, Star Wars, Harry Potter. Um like Even just the Avengers movies and the Spider-Man movies alone have all po- passed Bond. So it's if you even if, if you adjusted for inflation. So um, it's now number nine all time. And if you look, if you don't adjust for inflation, it's like not even in the top 25. So it's it. It does seem like Austin Powers may have fucked them.
2: Well, it is also interesting when you watch the old Bond films, how at the end of most, almost at least of the films, it says like James Bond will return and then oftentimes tells you the name of the next film. So it really is interesting how sequel culture, I think, has sort of stepped on Bond's thing, where it was such a thing that you could bank on next summer or two summers from now, there will be another Bond movie to take the family to. And that was, I think, pretty unique, and it just isn't unique anymore. And I, I, I definitely think that that's taken some of the shine off of it as a, as a franchise.
1: Yeah, I agree. So, just some other fun facts. Myers says that the whole movie, all trilogy, is thirty to forty percent ad libbed. So that just makes it even better. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> checks out. <laughs> um, just makes you appreciate it all the more. Some famous cameos. Yep. Like you forget how many people are in these movies. You've got. Bert Bacharach, famous composer, Carrie Fisher. They got Carrie Fisher in the first movie. I forgot about Will that. F- yeah. Will Ferrell.
2: I forgot about that. Gary
1: Springer, Rob Lowe, yep. Willie Nelson, Woody Harrelson, yep. Elvis Costello, Spielberg. <laughs> yeah. Elvis Costello, Spielberg, great. Quincy Jones, <laughs> Britney Spears, Danny DeVito, Tom Cruise, Kevin Spacey, Gwyneth Paltrow, John Travolta, and the Osbournes.
0: That's fucking wild. Just over three movies. And don't forget. Uh... It's not really a cameo, but, like, Tim Robbins is the fucking president. Yeah. Yeah, they don't mess around with cameos in those movies. I I could tell you, like, half of those cameos where they fall, because a lot of them come in one, like, one sequence <laughs> that I'm sure we'll be talking about here, but, like, they really sprinkle them in, you know, throughout the here and there. And then
1: there. My, my, final, my final fun fact is that uh, there were two songs made for this movie, well, released for the soundtrack, never before released. And one was uh, "Beautiful Stranger" by Madonna, and mm-hmm. the other was uh, Lenny Kravitz's cover of "American Woman" in "The Spy Who Me." Both of them.
0: Oh yeah.
1: That hold, hold on. on. Those
2: were those were originally released
1: yeah. with this and film. They both won Oscar. Oh, uh, Grammys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> carrying on a carrying on a, a Bond tradition because I feel like a lot of the Bond themes win Grammys too. And,
1: right? and "Spy Who Shagged Me" was also nominated oh my for an Oscar. God.
0: Wait, for for best makeup,
1: best makeup, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm assuming for Fat Bastard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he took like five hours to get into that oh. suit or something.
0: Did he? I, I w- I'm sure they didn't. It would really great if Mike Byers had done a Fat Bastard thing, like, or like had read one of the winners off as Fat Bastard. Oh, nominees for best picture. <laughs> I think I've got him right here. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's all I got for uh, fun facts there.
0: Is that all? <laughs> wow, those were very fun. Just love those movies. They're great. So what... Um, does that mean we're ready to dive into it?
1: We're ready. I'm, a, I'm ready for number 10. Let's do it. What's number 10? Right, so number 10 is the Vegas scene. This is the... Uh, in Austin Powers' the International Man of Mystery, <laughs> the first movie. Um, there's two parts to this scene. It's all in one scene, all in one YouTube video. Um, and so... The first part is him coming down the stairs, and then the second part is him at the blackjack table. Yeah. I love the part where he's coming down the stairs. The line where he looks at the random guy, he's just passing by, and he goes, hey, there you are. (laughs) And the guy's (laughs) like, do I know you? And he's like, no, but that's where you are. (laughs) You're there. (laughs) I've just always dreamed of using that on somebody. I've never actually gotten the courage to do it, but... um, I I love that line. It's like, it gets me every time. Um, But then he gets to the blackjack
2: table. That's a great call on that line. That's really, I feel like that's one I forget, but that's a really good line.
1: Austin Powers is like Shakespeare. There's like two levels there's just the physical comedy, like the the (laughs) raunchy, dirty stuff, and then there's the high level, like the meta text. Oh, it's it's so good. I've got a few of those in here. That's um, who you are, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um But then Austin, so Austin gets the blackjack table after that, and number two hits on 17 because he could see through the card. And he just turns to Austin and says, I like to live dangerously. And this is totally just pulled from Bond movie two, this whole scene. Yeah. And then Austin gets a five, and he looks at <laughs> the crowd and he goes, I'll stay.
2: <laughs> and the dealer, who is. I believe yep. the Super nazi. nazi from right. Seinfeld. Yep. What's yeah. so and he's great like, sir, I that... suggest you hit. I suggest you hit, <laughs> <laughs> sir.
0: What's, what's so great about that exchange is that the the tempting or like the easy joke to make is that he like hits on 20 and busts. But like to stay on five yes. is way <laughs> funnier. <away. laughs> so much worse. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's so true. I would have. I think if you gave me this setup, like if I were in the writer's room. <laughs> And you wrote me the first three quarters yeah. of the scene. I would have written the much lazier, less funny punchline of hitting on twenty. You're you're absolutely right. That five That's is just amazing. Up. What's
0: what's so it's great inspired. about the scene is that like it keeps. I, I'm surprised it's not consi- Um, it's not included in the YouTube clip because then right after that is the or maybe it's maybe it's considered a separate scene. I don't want to step on your list, but when he goes to the bathroom right after different this, scene, different, different okay. scene different <laughs> yeah. scene okay all right good
2: tonight. Yeah, it's <laughs> coming all right <laughs> this is a great this is one of my favorite uh robert wagner scenes too like this is uh, this is one of my favorite parts with him because i do think in the later movies they got like the like the, the craziness of getting him to play this role <laughs> wore off a little bit it was still funny because he's very talented but here was like peak robert wagner-ness yeah and then
1: it continues there's there's more to this scene it doesn't end there <laughs> um he, he introduces himself with this phrase <laughs> yes allow myself to introduce myself <laughs>
2: myself
1: <laughs> and he says he's richie cunningham and his wife is oprah
2: <laughs> richie cunningham richie cunningham
1: oh, i just love it it, <laughs> it just shows you how bad of a spy he is and like how unsmooth he is um,
2: but importantly it also shows you how bad of a spy yes. james bond well, that, yes. yeah,
0: exactly well that's the joke uh, what's so funny is like <laughs> i think um pierce brosnan said this once when they were like when, when they had just picked daniel craig and they're like what do you think of this guy and they're like and, uh, brosnan said something along the lines of like it makes perfect sense like he's like i don't look like james bond like i walk into a room and everybody fucking recognizes me even if you've only seen me at a glance he's like that same thing is true of Austin Powers. Like, Austin Powers walks into a room. You're, like, not going to forget it You're not going to forget him. He's a terrible fucking spy for that reason. That comes up in the bathroom
1: scene as well, but we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally for this scene, uh, he, he meets a lot of Fachina. And, <laughs> and he, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but his line right after he hears her, na- her name for the first time is, I'm sorry, I'm just not getting it. I don't know if that was an innuendo or not, um, but, Oh, yeah. Cause he was just, he was just shut down by, by, yeah. uh, Vanessa in the previous scene. So That's that could right. have been a, a little hint there. I, I don't know.
2: That never even crossed my
1: yeah. mind. I, it might've just been a, a coincidence, but I don't I think so, that. Steve. No, I,
2: th- I like what you're I thinking. I think you're
0: understanding this film on a, a whole other level. <laughs> I've,
1: I've, I've watched them so many times. Yeah. um, But yeah, a lot of the China is just the perfect poking fun at the Pussy Galore (laughs) and all those Bond girl names.
2: Yep. Xenia on a top, Plenty O'Toole, the list goes on and on. There's
1: more in this movie, in these movies, not this movie, but these movies (laughs) that we'll talk about. Yep. Honey Rider,
2: I'm thinking of more. There's...
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right, so number nine is Dr. Evil's plan in the third movie. So they've done this bit in all three movies, but whenever they do this, I try to just pick one. Yeah. And I think they did this the best in this one. They first introduce Goldmember, and he describes his unfortunate accident, or he lost his genitalia in an unfortunate smelting accident. <laughs> and they, they use that line so many times in the movie, but every time they say
0: it, it makes me laugh. Smelting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's always smelting. <laughs> and then he goes into the Scotty don't, Sequence and I mean, they do the zip it, they do the shush, but the Scotty don't is my favorite. Um, just because <laughs> there's that like three to four lines where he just utters nonsense in French and then he goes, Scotty, never. <laughs> uh, and whenever someone says like I don't or like you don't, I just I think Scotty, never in my, in my head, so <laughs> that's why I picked this one
2: and then he. That's unfortunate for you because that's a, a relatively re, relatively common I know, uh, phrase. <laughs> like so, yeah. and so, like that's tough. That's a burden.
1: Yeah, know that that one it's always in the back of my mind.
2: <laughs> then he keeps
1: going. He says, uh, "Our early attempts at a tractor beam went through several preparations, preparation A through G were a complete failure, and you just know what's coming next."
2: <laughs> you know, and it doesn't no, it make doesn't. it less funny.
1: <laughs> but then he's. <laughs> We finally have a working tractor beam. Preparation H. <laughs> and then Scotty's like still pissed off from the previous part. So he's like, how about some ass cream, you ass? <laughs> and then Dr. Evil's response. I say this, this is probably one of my most quoted uh, mem- gold member quotes. But when he says, I'd love to have some chocolate ass cream, and Dr. Evil just pauses and looks at him. He's like,
0: perhaps later. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I quote that one so much that my wife will say that back to me sometimes. So that's how you can.
0: Oh, yeah. that's great. Oh, that's how
1: you,
0: that's know. how you know. I'm sure we'll be getting, we'll talk about it more, but the, well, first of all, the Dr. Evil Scotty relationship is hilarious, but also like the way that he and Goldmember yeah. interact. Is, <laughs> like he, there's a lot of times where he just kind of looks at him like.
1: <laughs> and and always, when you realize he's talking to himself, like, right? like that person isn't there. It just makes it so much funnier. Yeah. um yeah my one of my best friends from high school he actually when he doesn't know a quote that i'm saying he'll just tell me like all right i either know it's austin powers or spongebob or austin powers probably austin powers
2: (laughs) i i recently watched something i want to say it was i love you man or something with my wife and uh we had that moment where she realized that I've never come up with anything original <laughs> in my life. Uh, and that I'm just ripping off other people's humor. And so she's really narrowed the list now for me. And I, I Austin Powers is of course, especially when I'm uh, you know, I think maybe we, uh, we could like make out or something. And I'm like, you know, do you find me sexy baby? <laughs> like, I probably say that to her once a day. <laughs>
1: You got to stand on the shoulder of giants. You can't uh, can't try to make up everything on your own.
2: Yeah, I, certainly not with my brain. <laughs> I don't have whatever that spark is. I don't have it.
1: And then the, the scene finishes with uh, Doctor Evil saying, "On the whole, I think Preparation H feels good." <laughs> <laughs> just just That's... doubling down. It just keeps going. If you're
0: not paying like enough attention, that could slip by you. <laughs>
1: So that was uh, number nine. For number eight, I have, or we're going to Spy Who Shagged Me for the photo shoot
2: scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh. it's a cl- This is a classic situation where the writing and the setup and all that is great, but Mike Myers oh, is just cooking it. I guarantee
1: this, you this was like, if the 30 of the
0: 40% is ad lib, this is 5% of it.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I think agreed. They, they probably didn't even write anything down. They were just like... They were just like mic rips, and then they just shot for like two hours and then they took the funniest stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, so it starts off with you, you meeting Ivana Humpelot, another another innuendo based name. And I, I didn't catch this the first time I watched it. This part makes me laugh a lot. I don't know why. But the, his response to hearing her name is I've on a toilet made out of solid gold, but it's just not in the cards now, is it, baby? <laughs>
2: <laughs> i like that because like the hitting on five joke there were so many other less funny directions like i a yeah. hump too like just something or me too like there's other stuff that you could have done that again if i were writing i would have written it all you know hackily and come up with that but i a <laughs> gold toilet it's just it's just utter
1: nonsense yeah. and it's great But the best part of the scene is obviously when he's trying to pump him up for the photo shoot. And he's like, you're an animal! You're a tiger! Tony the Tiger! You're great! But then he totally pivots from tiger to, you're a lemur! Burrow! Burrow! That's right, you're a lemur! That's all you've got! You don't have sharp teeth capable of fighting! Make an interconnected series of tunnels like the Viet Cong!
2: (laughs) The lemur... And if I'm remembering right, he finishes – he really crescendos there at the end with – Yes, yeah, and then he starts
1: taking the pictures in the air, and he's just like, I'm not even shooting you, and I'm spent, and throws the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I love that scene. Um, But, yeah, the reason I love that Viet Cong line is because it just reminds you that Austin's from a totally different era, and now he's been – this is like a whole movie he's been in the present, and he's still thinking about the Viet Cong. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um. Well, yeah. he's—is he in the present at this time, or is he still, or no? Well, this movie—he doesn't.
1: This is before he loses his mojo. That's right. <laughs> so he hasn't—he hasn't gone back in time yet.
0: Yeah, that's right. I—I mm. I get mixed up with the time travel because, uh, yeah, it's not—it's yeah. not really until later in the movie, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, they even there's this isn't one of my top tens. So I'll just say it now, but there's even the, the line where, uh. Basil just looks at the camera and he's like, it's just better if you don't think about it. <laughs> just like totally just just totally like washes it over. And I think
0: Yeah, I think Austin even says, he's like, I'm just going to enjoy myself. Yeah. You should just, too. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a move that the Joseph Gordon Levitt character in Inception eventually stole. Yeah, and I think that was actually uh they were supposed to have a more developed
1: plot for that, but that was their backup and they just went with that. I I read that somewhere. <laughs>
0: I like it better. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a, that's a funny joke.
1: You don't want to mess with time travel when you're Austin powers and trying to make a comedy. No, forget that. No. Um, all right. that's, that's number eight. So I know what's coming next.
0: Yeah. Did you, did you even prepare a list for this? I don't know. If
1: you... I, I, so what I did was the only the scenes that were funny the first time.
0: Oh, all right. Well, Oh, so I, okay. I wouldn't,
1: I laughed but I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't go back and watch it on YouTube.
0: Okay. Um, before we get into that would you do us the the courtesy of of queuing uh, the not top 3 music? Yeah,
1: please uh, play the beat.
0: <laughs> oh. You smell that? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I smell that real good. That's stanky, Kev. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
2: thank you, Kev, and thank you, Steve, for the wonderful yeah. queuing. My pleasure.
1: So um, I have actually four. I know it's three. I have four. All right, um, we'll let it slide. One one's short, but uh, so number four is the defrost peeing scene. So it's funny. Oh, this is a tough. <laughs> I some laugh. of these are hot takes, but it's. It's a it's a funny, and I will give it when he does the little leg cut, kick, and it goes like that. That part is a little funny, but the overall scene is just too long for me now, and like it just drags out. So it just I would fast forward through that.
0: This is so this is not inclusive of all peeing scenes, right? No, a, just okay. just that peeing scene right. in the defrost stage. All right, that's fine. The first movie. Okay, good. Um,
1: this is probably the hottest take of the not top, but the mole scene i'm with you
2: no i'm with you i actually don't think that that has aged um, well
1: i I just remember a lot of kids like yelling like guacamole and that part just like i just cringe when i hear the guacamole part yeah Um, the funnier
2: yeah that was weird because i didn't watch austin powers until a little later because i wasn't allowed and so my experience was the jokes other kids were saying who were allowed and I remember being like ready to be blown away by the mole scene, and it it no, did yeah. up to
1: the hype. Um, there is like the funnier parts are there, just not in the dialogue. It's like when he's doing the physical comedy with poking the mole, like that right. part's <laughs> funny. But yeah, the actual like lines yeah. just don't just don't do it for me. Yeah, um, it provides some foreshadowing though, because Doctor Evil and Austin Powers both freak out at the mole, and they ended up being brothers. But uh, yeah doesn't Doesn't do uh th- doesn't do it for
0: the laughs. Yeah, I'm with you on this one.
1: Okay, this might be a hotter take. I don't know. You guys agree with me the last one, <laughs> but the rocket slash melon joke, where they keep cutting with the Johnson. <laughs> now,
2: <laughs> that's too hot let for me. Range. Let me clarify
1: why. <laughs> this is hilarious the first time. There's no there's no getting around that. That's that's definitely true. But I would never look this up on YouTube. Like, it's just not one of the scenes I want to hear again, because I know exactly what's coming. So,
2: I have and I will do
1: it again. <laughs> well, then, you might want to fight for that one, I guess, then.
0: I love, I I will say, the. I think that the melon one is funny. Uh, but the rocket one is, like, fucking hilarious. Like, I never yeah. get, especially because there's so many yeah. cameos. It's a giant, Woody! <laughs> no, no, no. That's a giant <laughs> pecker.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Johnson. I understand if you want to fight for that one. I, I, I even wrote like, it's hilarious the first time you see it. But um, yeah, for me, once I, yeah. once I know the lines that are coming, it just, it wasn't as funny for me. So I guess the, the difference.
2: That's fair. I'm not sure I necessarily need to fight for it though. Cause there's just I, like so many scores of great yeah. scenes that I, I still love it, but it could still yeah, be we'll right. See. We'll see what happens.
1: And then I don't think there's going to be any flack for this one, but my number one, not top, is any singing scene. I just just fast-forward through them. Just throw
0: them away. Including, like...
2: I like the f- not funny but wonderful Burt Bacharach, oh, what the I world needs now. I mean when, needs when the
1: characters sing. So Dr. Evil, Austin Powers, Mini-Me. Like when they do those bits where, like, the two of us gotcha. scene... Or the... Um, Hard Knock Life scene. Uh, uh,
2: see, hard, See, I'm not as into the just the two of us, but the Hard Knock Life is... That, all that right, works for all me. Right.
0: I, I had Hard That was one of the first things I wrote, wrote down was Hard Knock Life. Oh, that's
1: rough. That's rough for us.
2: With the beeping? I love the beeping. I'm going gonna... to...
1: That one is better. Uh, the two of us scene I actually do fast forward through, though.
0: Is that the one where he's, singing, he's on the piano, what if God was one of us? Yeah, it's right before that, or right after that.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there's actually a
1: funnier scene that they cut out, which I wish they, and maybe that's why I put it here, but there's a funnier scene they cut out, and it's in the deleted scenes, um, where Mini-Me like, takes on like one of the big like kingpins in the jail cell. And, and he, like, <laughs> Dr. Evil and him have this, like, move set up where, like, he spins Mini-Me and Mini-Me does, like, a screwdrive through the guy's stomach. It's just, like, <laughs> it's <laughs> so, like, incredibly unbelievable, but it's, like, it, I thought it was funny. I thought, I wish, I wish they had put
0: that there instead of the scene.
2: but. I would watch the Oz <laughs> spoof with them in prison. Like, I would <laughs> watch. Mini-Me
0: poops on a guy's chest. <laughs> <laughs> i'd watch yeah.
2: that <laughs> yeah i would for sure watch that
1: so that was my not tops
0: <sighs> um i don't know if i have any other that would be on the not top three do you mike <laughs> i'd be hard i, to I think can i, I have. i can think enjoyed. of other <laughs> scenes that other people might put on the not top three but that i love a lot and you know what i mean like there's scenes i think that would annoy other people that i don't get annoyed by it, that we'll have to bring up later so I'm pass. I I seed uh, my time.
1: Yeah, and, and just to be clear, like I liked these scenes the first time I watched them. They are funny scenes. I just <laughs> they 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 have a, a, a notch down for me where the other ones maintain their their level.
2: It's understandable. I get that. It's like if you're ranking your favorite children, the you know the ones at the back of the ranking, like you still love them. They're just you know yeah. the bottom of the list.
0: Whatever. It's like if you had to rank Tom Brady's Super Bowls, Mike. <laughs>
2: that is true you might want to hold off two weeks
0: for that i know
2: i guess by default that if he wins would become my least favorite
0: i don't know i don't don't know anyway i don't want to
2: say anything that's going to get me in trouble with the (laughs) patriots fans but like i don't know if he wins, it might go a little higher than number special. seven on my list. But anyway, any <laughs> number seven. No. Speaking of number seven. Whatever. Hey, number seven. Hey! Hey! Hey!
1: Number seven. Good segue. Yeah. Hey! Um, so number seven is back to the first movie, and it's the bathroom Vegas scene. Yeah. So this is Tom <laughs> Arnold's in it. He's playing just a cowboy. Incredible. Yeah, um, <laughs> I like it when they're – like, even before the funny part, <laughs> when they're just at the, the, the sinks, and yeah. he goes – That's one crazy getup you got there, fella. Are you in the show? And then Austin goes, No, actually, I'm English. And he just goes, Oof, sorry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Isn't there a gag with the talcum powder, too? Like, isn't he puffing way too much? Yeah, yeah. That's right
1: before that, right before Tom Arnold comes in. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, I mean, the best part of the scene is obviously when they're in the stalls. And, uh,. Patty O'Shea <laughs> sneaks from behind the the wall and uh, just starts choking him. And Tom Arnold Tom Arnold just has the best encouraging lines with him next to him because he thinks Austin's just struggling on the bowl. And I'll just read I'll read some of his encouragement lines. Here. Yeah. Hey partner, come on, relax. Don't
2: force it. You're going to blow out your O ring. Drop a lung. <laughs> Wait, but wait, can we just pause? As you go through these, I just want to be clear. I have used each yes. of these lines countless times, both encouraging myself <laughs> and friends.
1: Continue. Yeah, I never encouraged myself, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, and then there's the, I mean, the most on the nose, but I still think is the funniest one, where he starts asking the, the assassin, who does number two work for? <laughs> And, and Tom Howell goes, That's right, buddy, you show that turd who's <laughs> boss. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that's good. I do and, that oh, I do that a lot. I'll say, you tell that piece of shit who's boss.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And some other ones is a uh, he yells Give it hell, we're gonna get through this. <laughs> Bite. We're gonna get we're gonna get through this is my is I think it's the least funny to use in your own situations, but the like the communal we're going to get through this. He just totally jumps on his
1: team. Like doesn't even know him. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yep. He says, bite your lip. (laughs) 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 And then I have a fun fact for this one. He also says, uh, Oh, come on. That sounds pretty nasty. How about a courtesy flush over there? Yeah. (laughs) That was the first time courtesy (laughs) flush was ever said. What? Yeah. I looked everywhere. Three, wow. three articles pointed me towards saying that that was the uh, the first iteration of that term.
0: They coined the courtesy flush. They coined flesh? courtesy flush. That's actually incredible. <laughs> that's yeah. incredible. That's like a that's a commonly used term. In yeah, our, I
1: mean, I could be wrong. I I did a thirty minute search to just to verify, but I couldn't find
0: anything. No, I believe that. That's insane. Yeah, that, it kind of fits. Wow, everyone knows what a courtesy flush is. Yeah,
2: now. yeah, yeah wow and then of course the scene ends with the bathroom door the stall door right, swinging open like, what the hell did you eat yeah <laughs>
0: and scene
2: <laughs> and scene <laughs> and that like that is when the writers all drop their pens on the table and said and that's yeah, how you right. write a comedy scene baby yeah, that, that one's great mm-hmm. all
1: right for uh for number six we're going back to spy who shagged me and, uh, it's the Jerry Springer scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, some backstory. They, when they pitched this to Jerry Springer, they thought he wasn't gonna go for it. They, they thought it was a long shot. But he, like, totally bought in. And, like, you just see that in this scene. Um, first of all, the episode of Springer is called My Father is Evil and Wants to Take Over the World. <laughs> i
2: was giving my first question because i remember yeah, loving and the it's, title uh, it's
1: him a guy from the kkk a skinhead and a nazi <laughs> <laughs> it's so good and um there's there's just a great like three-line monologue from dr evil here where uh, jerry asks scott what's like what's the issue with his father and, and dr evil just chimes in he goes you're not quite evil enough you're quasi-evil semi-evil you're the margarine you're the Diet Coke
2: of evil. Just one calorie, not evil enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> His facial expressions and the whole way he's doing it is just so funny. The modern um, joke is that he's, he's the LaCroix of evil. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> right? like...
1: So true. Oh, that's good. The lime LaCroix. There's some good LaCroix flavors.
2: I use some variation of this very frequently. The quasi-evil <laughs> semi-evil like some version of that this is very uh this is a good template for a criticism of somebody and i, I do yeah, like you to use notice that.
1: that like as the as we get closer to number one the, the, the number of quotes that you recognize are just going to skyrocket i mean uh, that checks out it's yeah. part of watch rewatching something is just mouthing the quotes while it's on screen and just knowing that you know it and it just making yourself laugh
2: yeah, I would say Austin Powers for me is probably my most misquoted film or film series. Like I nearly nail quotes on this all the time, but like make them my own, which I actually think is a sign of a good movie, possibly of a bad <laughs> memory on my part. But also I think it's kind of fun when you take it and you sort of modify it for your own ends. No, yeah, I agree. It, it, it's, not as, it's not as important what's being said but just like the F but
1: everyone knows what you're yeah. saying still that's how like it's, well, exactly. it's
0: it's like doing it's the same thing with a seinfeld impression like anyone can do a seinfeld impression like it, it can be the worst one ever and you still know it's seinfeld like you can quote pretty much any austin power scene and like just by virtue of the fact that you're quoting dr evil it's clear what you're trying to do even if it's a shitty dr evil impression and like that's true for pretty much any well, at least all the Mike Myers characters in this in this movie. Yeah, totally
1: agree. But the the scene continues and it dev- delves into utter chaos when the fight breaks out <laughs> between Doctor Evil and the clan member. Um, <laughs> I read a funny. I did some. I did some research for this, but um, there's a funny line that you don't really hear that well, but you have to, like listen in. But when he starts attacking the clan member, he starts screaming, "You were born in your mother's ass. You were born in your mother's ass." <laughs> And I apparently, never noticed that. Um, one of the show writers got that from a documentary of uh, the trial of John Gotti, the famous Gambino crime family. <laughs> he was what? I hope John Travolta said that in the yeah. film adaptation. Yeah. Apparently, apparently he said that John Gotti said that to somebody during the trial or something. And so he just he thought it was so funny to use that wow. with with the scene. <laughs> Yeah, and then shortly after that, uh, Dr. Evil throws the chair and rips the hood off the Clansman. <laughs> and then Jerry cal- tries to calm him down, but then, like, whispers to the guard next to him, get this jerk out of here. Yeah. looks like it's kind of dubbed over. Like, I don't know if that was even Jerry's voice. But then <laughs> Dr. Evil just turns on him and starts fighting him. <laughs> and then... Yeah, but then, then they end up on the floor, and, like, you don't really dude, see dude, what's like going on. Like, you just hear Dr. Evil yelling, he's biting me, he's biting me! <laughs> like, in the <laughs> <Yeah>. panic. <laughs> And like this, it just shows how like Jerry Springer totally like went for it. Like
0: even though they're making a the mockery of the show, he just went for it. Um, am even I? Finishes. Oh, sorry. I, yeah. Am I? Am I misremembering that the scene ends with just the the, the feed cutting or? Yeah. Am so I, it, okay. it ends
1: with it ends with Doctor Evil finds a globe in the corner of the room and he picks it up and he starts charging towards the camera, going, "The world is mine. The world is mine." <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. It's so funny.
0: It's like (laughs) once you have uh, the thing is like, once you have the idea in place, I feel like it it writes itself. Like what if, what if this like father son problem was on Jerry Springer? It's like, okay. But like to get to that place in the first place, I feel like is a real leap that they deserve a lot of credit for. It's like, it's definitely a zag, like right in the middle of this movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's right after he comes unfrozen for the second time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really like march the plot forward at all, but I'm just so glad they put it in there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that, that's
2: the oh, movie. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which describes most of the best scenes of the film. Alright. Um,
1: number five. So keep in mind my, my scene rule for this one. Oh, yeah. This is just the smoke in a pancake scene.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's also on YouTube, it's called Welcome to 1975. Um, <laughs> So this is right after Austin has gotten his dad, and, uh, you know, the chair turns, and they meet Dr. Evil, and, uh, or sorry, they meet Goldmember, and um, <laughs> this is like the, for your first introduction to him. Like, you haven't heard him talk yet, and, like, he's got the crazy voice, but then he starts going into, like, his story, and he goes behind the curtain, and he, you just see, like, he pulls off his pants, and you see the glow of gold behind the curtain, <laughs> And then you like you also hear Beyonce's voice in the background just going, solid
2: gold. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love that part. Oh, yeah. no.
2: Never forget Beyonce was in this film, public. I know the three of us won't, but just... And it's like, just not the a public. <laughs> no, this is a full-blown... This, this yeah, gem. That's
1: why I didn't include her in the cameos. Yeah. But, no. Like, if you think about it, they had, like, for this movie, <laughs> they had probably... As a cameo, one of the biggest pop stars in Britney Spears. And then as a not-cameo, they had the other biggest pop star Beyoncé, or I guess Pop Soul. They had one of the top comedians at the time, Myers. Yeah. And then they had probably the like one of the most well-known like older actors in Michael Caine. Like, and they got that all in for a comedy.
0: Like A very well-respected like dramatic right. actor as well. Yeah. <laughs>
1: when when gold member continues and he does the I Love Gold scene. I I love gold part. And he
2: describes gold and the look of it, the taste of it, the smell of it, the texture. (laughs) Which for the listeners who may not be as well versed in Goldfinger is very closely cribbed from Goldfinger.
1: An actual film film that is intended to actually be taken seriously.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, And uh, I just love, love using this line for like when someone's cooked you a meal. <laughs> you just feel like the look of it, the smell of it. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, I've never yeah, thought I that of that. I, I, I use this this part of the movie more for <laughs> any time I have a smoke or any time I eat a pancake or have a blintz <laughs> or have a crepe or a waffle or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean this this anytime. seems
1: chock full of quotes. I mean, the tight like a tiger is the next line. <laughs> That's in there. And then the smoke and the pancake part, smoking a pancake, and a cigarette, cigar and a waffle, pipe and a crate, bong and a blinch. And you just they just like turning it down, no, no. And what I think is one of the better one of, one of the better subtle innuendos is uh gold member goes, Well then there's
0: no pleasing you and Austin just goes, Well, that's not right. <laughs> 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 is this the same scene where he talks about his fagia? No. That, oh, it's not the same. Alright, pass. Um
1: but then right after this part though is when the skin box comes out and he's like, quickly, quickly, shake me for my shelf. Shake me for my shelf. It's so gross, but it's like a train wreck. You you can't look away. Like you, you just have to watch it. And you know he's gonna eat it later. So like it just makes it that much funnier than this scene. Yeah. It's disgusting.
2: It's horrifying.
1: But I think an underrated part of this scene and why it's a little bit higher than some of the other ones, is that Whenever Goldmember makes a reference, he whispers the reference under his breath. <laughs> <laughs> and that part gets me every time. So he does, like, uh, yes, that's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. And he goes, hey, she in the sunshine band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he also says,
2: that's going to be bad news best for you.
1: Walter Matthau. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah I let the Walter Matt that always sticks out scene. to me I forgot about that that's great <laughs>
2: maybe we should start doing that for when we steal Austin Powers lines like when we drop one of <laughs> these I do that for all my speech, references it's
0: Austin Powers. constantly speaking under my breath it's yeah fun
2: and then
1: uh, it finishes off with Michael Caine's Dutch comment where he goes there's only two things I can't stand in this world people who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch <laughs> just like perfect irony like you don't think about it the first time you watch it but every other time you're like that's just so clever
0: that one gets a lot of play in our group for sure
1: yeah
2: i think this is the weirdest line that we yeah. use a lot like this is the line that i don't think anybody else quotes that kyle and i probably yes. say
1: to each other i think just yesterday six times a the year? next line is he, Goldmember goes dutch hater and <laughs> I I called my dog I called my dog a Dutch hater yesterday. <laughs> like Dutch bit me hater. or something. I was just like, <laughs> um, yeah. This this is like part of that like Shakespearean leveling where like they have the the two tiers. It's just yeah. so funny. All right, so before the honorable mentions, we have number four, and this goes back to shag me uh, shag me, and this is baby back rib scene. Yeah. Um, this is just so many quotes. This is like. <laughs> One of top two scenes for for uh, Fat Bastard. He comes in and the ground's shaking, and everyone they're in the volcano layer, so everyone thinks it's an eruption. Yeah. Yeah. And the bagpipes kick in. Yeah. And shaking so, um, as the
2: bagpipe is playing. And, uh, <laughs> he, he starts off with like. First things first. Where's your shitter? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's like, I've got <laughs> head poking out, and like everyone said that line. Like it's it's so iconic. <laughs> I think even better is Dr. Evil's response. He's just so poised. And he's like, charming. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and Fat Bastard keeps going. He's like, I'm not kidding. I've got a crap on deck that can choke a donkey. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that was yeah. working for me every time. And then
1: Mini-Me, Mini-Me comes out from right behind right me. Now. and He doesn't see me. He's like, Jesus Christ, He's tiny. I've had bigger chunks of corn in my cap. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, and then, and then when his face the, changes oh, when he realizes I, that he looks like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> just,
1: Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait it's a minute. Just like that. It kinda it, looks like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, I'm gonna
2: eat you. Get in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm bigger than you. I think, I think, I'm higher uh, on the food chain than you.
1: On Thanksgiving every year. that's just appropriate a good good line. And then I'm it, bigger than you. <laughs> and then I I love when like the, the scenes kind of ended at this point, but he's still like in the back of the room just going, "I won't, my baby, back, baby, back, baby, back, <laughs> ribs. <laughs> ribs, ribs,
2: ribs." <laughs> the way he <laughs> sings the song kind of like r- yeah. incorrectly and, like, like, the they 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 rhythm is way
0: off and like low he's like shuffling while he sings it and
1: it's kind of like like I kind of feel like this was an ad-lib like this last part at least <laughs> Ribs. and they were ch- like he knew that he didn't have a lot of time left with the camera like he just like rushes that like last line in it just like makes me feel like
0: it's really ad-lib
1: so that's that's four I have my honorable mentions
0: i i'm sure there's quite a few of them huh there
1: are I, i'm not gonna go into detail with these but i'll just i'll mention um
0: rapid both fire. shadow
1: scenes... yeah yeah i'll do rapid fire both shadow scenes from the movies uh they they they're funny but um and I still laugh at them just they, they lose a few points because like you know what's coming um but it is funny yeah it still works i mean and <laughs> the the part where like one of us has to get in the other one's shoulders and it's it's me on the bottom and austin on top i love the one
0: where the where the where the mice come out of his butt, <laughs> <With> the, <laughs> or the umbrella, the umbrella <laughs> opens with the, <laughs> <laughs> the
2: It's like what goes, it's the uh, what goes <laughs> up the chimney down, but won't go down the chimney up. Right. Yeah. Um. When the,
1: the it's the same henchman in both in both scenes that sees the shadow, or at oh. least the lead henchman in number. Yeah, in the second movie, it's, like, the lead henchman.
2: Oh, I never like noticed. In the
1: front, and then the third movie, it's the, the guy who comes in for the physical after him, and he's like, you got to check that guy out. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that those are funny. And, like, I mean, the mini-me <laughs> dropping out when he looks like the, the child's being birthed and he gnaws on the umbilical cord. <laughs> <laughs> this was, like, a close, like, this this was, like, 11 or 12 probably for me, these these two. They're up there, but just oh, not kind yeah, of cut. Um, yeah. <laughs> the the subtitle scene from the, from the third movie yeah um it's it's just it's so funny and clever like i don't think anyone's ever done that or tried to do that before like in in past or in the future like it's just so so a funny idea
2: it makes you wonder about the like Right. how much planning you have to go into setting up your shot if you're going to subtitle because you have to get a dark Maybe we should part talk in English screen.
0: so it doesn't look like I'm saying dirty things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, there's also a few really good, you know, clever lines in here like the cunning linguist versus the master debater. Um, that's a good one. It's just, it wasn't enough for me to put it in the top 10. Um, but I do want to mention it just because...
0: <laughs> yeah i wish if a massive rod eat shit <laughs> no <laughs> problem I lo- it's like i love the fucking like sesame street vibes where she's like no and she like closes. yeah the yeah door and she's like, explaining Shitake. it to him yeah
1: yeah and the, the geisha next to him and she's reading the subtitles she's not listening to him she's reading the subtitles <laughs> and going oh. <laughs> um but yeah this one was in the top 10 but eventually uh like I had twelve, and this was one of the ones I had to cut. Bomber. Um, but yeah, it's a close one. These, these top three. Um, yes. And then I, I, I love the ending when he, he goes, "Tell me something I don't know," and he goes, "I open mouth kissed a horse once." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "What? That's something you don't know." <laughs> yeah. I, I use that line quite a bit, so I had to throw that one in the honorables. <laughs> um, the fembot scene from number one from the first movie. Um yeah. and the, the, the barrels come out of the guns and he's like, Is it cold in here?
0: <laughs> but the
1: best one. part is when he's he's trying to not to be seduced and he's like, baseball cold showers, Margaret Thatcher, naked on a cold yeah. day, <laughs> Margaret Thatcher naked <laughs> on a cold day. <laughs> and the 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 ending when Vanessa comes in <laughs> and the soldiers and he's like, At ease boys, and she's like, You as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then his, his explanation for why he's in his underpants <laughs> is just like the smoke started coming out of the jubblies and then I thought I'd work my mojo to counter their mojo and then we got cross-mojination and then the head started exploding and that's how I ended up in here in my knickers <laughs> <It's>
2: cross-mojination <laughs> yeah cross-mojination is, is, is just incredible um, the
1: zip it scene <laughs> and the shush scenes I mentioned them before yeah.
2: Um,
1: the the Zippin scene's the funny because that's where you meet Mini-Me. Yeah. Um, and it's also where they it's also where you find out they bought Starbucks and it's an evil empire. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and he, he drinks from the cup and he gets the stuff on his nose. And he's everyone's trying to tell him. And he's just like, oh, I know, I know. That's how we drink it in Belgium. It's called a Belgian dip.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Fun fact, Mini-Me is the pinky finger muscle. And I'm, so Dr. Evil is always putting his pinky to his mouth, so... It's called the Extensor Digitai Mini-Me. Not sure if I pronounced it right, but um little what? parallel there. Uh, yeah, bravo. Wow. Um, some other funny uh, scenes well was done. the uh, Mustafa Karche scene where he can't be asked the same question three times. Will Ferrell's pretty good in this. He, he didn't get enough in any of these movies, but uh, he's Incredible. supposed to come back for the third one, but they I think they cut him before no. they started
0: filming. My, my leg, I, I think it's infected. It hurts quite bad.
1: <laughs> but I, I think my favorite part of the...
2: <laughs> Very badly <laughs> injured.
1: One of my favorite parts of this scene is they're driving, like, on the countryside. And it's supposed to be England, but Austin yeah. turns to the camera and goes, it's remarkable how much England looks nothing like
2: Southern California. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It does make you realize that that scene in Goldfinger when he's driving up in the hills and he meets up with Tilly Soames, you're like, oh, they're in they're in Southern um, California.
1: I also have the moon base when they first get to the moon base scene. First of all, there's the part where he references uh, Frank Zappa's daughter, uh, Moon Unit Zappa. Because he's, breaking his, he's yeah. breaking his units into Moon Unit Alpha and Moon Unit Zappa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, he also the the chair starts freaking out on him.
0: Yeah, and he
1: can't he can't control the rotating chair. He's he's just like put he's like on his knees and his hands are on the the armrest and he's like spinning around. And all I ask for is a freaking rotating chair. Getting a little afraid, <laughs> yeah. like spinning uncontrollably. And my, my favorite part is, I need an old priest and a young priest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He starts, he starts doing the exorcism. The power of Christ compels you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then uh finally I have the, the Faja scene. Kali referenced this before. It's in my honorables it's a great scene, uh, but didn't make the cut for me.
0: It gets probably too much play. Like you know what I mean? Like especially when this movie first came out, the Faja thing yeah. was like really overdone.
1: Yeah, I think that that takes some hits from that, from people yeah.
0: just over quoting it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it it does. Like the the problem is like this goes right into the next scene where uh, Nigel Powers comes out, and he does the he does the um like why don't you just lay down, you know like.
0: <laughs> That's one of our all time favorites.
1: Yeah. yeah. You're not even wearing why a name it? tag. Why don't just, you just? You're lay not down? even wearing. <laughs> your gun yeah, down. we quote that chops, one all the time. Dude, I mean, you're not even wearing a name tag. Totally making fun of Bond's ability to just slap somebody and they just die. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, those two scenes probably together would have made it, but they're they're separated, so I couldn't I couldn't yeah get them in there. But yeah, that's my honorables.
0: Fantastic. Well, Mike, let's save ours for the end, so we don't step on anything in Steve's top three.
1: Sounds good. All right. So um, number three is the sumo bath scene. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad that it's going to be this high. Yeah. Um. This and this one's. Probably like a notch below one and two just because of how many, how much people reference it and quote it. And like yeah. it makes it a little bit worse in, because of that, but it's just still so funny. Um, and like this is like when you first get reacquainted with Fat Bastard again, the third movie. And it starts <laughs> off with him in the, in the ring and he's like, these diapers making my nuts rub together. It's going to start the fire. <laughs> And then what I think is a, a, a kind of underrated line is when he, he grabs the guy by the balls and he's like, no, my favorite Hulk and movie is Twister!" And, he, and the guy shrieks. <laughs> but then it continues in the locker room. And I had to make sure I could find a YouTube video. There was a YouTube video where these two were cut together, so I counted this as one.
0: Oh, thank God.
1: Yeah, this doesn't break the rules. Um, but... Um, He's, you see him start off, and he's just on the toilet, and he's, he's singing on top of spaghetti.
2: <laughs>
1: he's, like, struggling through the, the lines. <laughs> 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 oh, cover, <me."> oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um.
1: But then you just get, like, such a quick shot, like a buckshot of fat bastard lines. He turns around, looks at his poop, and he's like, I didn't have any con. Oh. Every and, time like, I eat every, corn. So many people have said that. Like, I, I guarantee you, like, 50% of the population said that line. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> then Beyonce comes around, and she's dressed up like the, the diaper lady. Yeah. And, hey, diaper lady! And he, like, starts looking, like, really, like, sensually looking at her. He's like, here's my diaper. <laughs> Might have pinched one off too soon. <laughs> 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 I left the Rosebud in there for you. <laughs> yeah. And then he throws the diaper in, and Austin Powers freaks out because it lands right on his face. Sure. Just a great, great sequence. But, like, it just keeps going. I mean, they have the, the wire fighting crew. I <laughs> like hold totally... my wire
0: fighting team is ready!
2: <laughs> <You know>.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my wires grow. broke.
0: <laughs> oh, isn't this
2: so magic... Funny. And then, mm-hmm. Go ahead. then,
0: right after this, he goes into the whole. <laughs> it's, even Stink would say that stinks, and this yeah. is like it's like.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, did you just soil yourself? And he goes maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he he, he he.
1: I mean, who's not been in science class or just like you know any type of lab setting? And then you're like wafting, wafting. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so usable. Yeah, analysis. <laughs> Here, here are some things that he's compared his, his <laughs> fart to. <laughs> and throw up. <laughs> Could gag a maggot. H- hot sick ass in a dead carcass. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite. <laughs> that one gets me every time. Um, he says, even stink will stay that stinks. And then my second favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike, you
2: can take it. You know <laughs> You know when you're walking up <laughs> different floors <laughs> in an apartment building and you smell the different people's cooking and you say Well I just wonder think what they're cooking plus
0: that. Yeah.
1: This this one, yeah, it's, yep. it's so iconic.
0: It's so <laughs> that's dense. That's crap. like that's like four straight minutes of like some of the very best that Austin Powers has the offer.
1: Yeah. yeah. totally
0: jam-packed.
1: I also love when, when Austin runs across yeah. the sumo wrestlers and then they realize that this fat bastard's gonna he's gonna run across them next and they all start screaming.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so that was my number
1: three. <laughs> so for number two, and Micah, do you wanna do you wanna say it in the way you said it yeah. in the last podcast I listened to? <laughs> I, I was I heard you say that and I was like, oh, he doesn't even know it's coming.
0: Number two. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, so this is the Carrie Fisher therapist scene. <laughs> so <laughs> this one has what I consider like just the best monologue in any comedy. I mean, it's it it's just so great. I'll get to it at the end, but it starts off with uh like the Carrie Fisher, Seth Green as Scott Evil and Doctor Evil like trio is just so perfect because they're all taking it so seriously. Like they're all playing it as like drama and it's like, and it's a serious, like it's, it's therapy. So it's like a serious scene outside of the context of Austin Powers, but the place they take it is just so incredibly like hilarious. And Scott's like, now he comes back and wants me to take over the family business. And then Dr. Evil's like, but Scott, who's going to take over the world when I die? And Carrie just comes right in. She's like, listen to the words he's saying who will take over the world when I die? It seems like that sometimes to some of us, doesn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, then, and then she like encourages him to keep going, and, and so Scott's like, well, I like animals. Maybe I could be a vet. And then, evil, an evil vet? <laughs> no, like a petting zoo. An evil petting zoo? <laughs> and then um, Scott's like, I think he wants to kill me. And then Carrie Fisher comes right back and like interjects again. She's like, well, we don't actually want to kill each other here. We might say it sometimes. And then Dr. Evil cuts her off right after that. He's like, actually, the boy is quite astute. I really am trying to kill him. But so far, unsuccessfully, he's quite wily like his old man. So great. But then... uh well, the best monologue in the trilogy and, and probably top, <laughs> top tier for comedy in general is when he starts talking about his own Dr. Evil starts talking about his own background
0: yeah and,
1: uh, <laughs> I, I'm truncating this just to get through it because I'll laugh too too hard But um, <laughs> so it starts off he goes my father would womanize he would drink he would make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark <laughs> Sometimes he would accuse chestnuts of being lazy. A sort of general malaise that only the genius possess in the insane <laughs> lament. My childhood was typical. Summers in Rangoon, luge lessons. In the spring, we'd make meat helmets. If I was insolent, I was placed in a burlap bag and beaten with reeds. Pretty standard, really. <laughs> when he says... And it's just so straight faced and the crowd is like aghast at like what he's saying. And when he says my childhood is typical, it's just
0: like it's so no. wishful, and like like as if he's gotten him to like to share it a group <laughs> thing and it's like a breakthrough.
1: <laughs> I love I love when he's like pretty standard really, like you guys aren't following? <laughs> Come on. You know. Oh, Yeah, so that, that is just such a funny monologue, um, and it it has it has some like cultural relevance because some girl, uh, she posted on I think Twitter, um, she's a UCB student and she um, was in an acting class and I asked her to do a, a dramatic monologue, and she chose this monologue and did it seriously, like cried in it and everything, and no one in the class kno- knew it was from. Goldman, uh it was from Austin Powers.
0: Oh, what a <laughs> flex!
1: Yeah. So, just just adding points right there. Good for her.
0: Yeah, she so she yeah she wow. she went pretty viral for that for that. Uh, I really I really have no idea what number one could be. I have a couple of oh, i have I shouldn't say that. I have a couple <laughs> of ideas. I wonder which Damn. one uh, is your favorite. So yeah, so number one has got some. I mean,
1: it's I think it's the funniest, but it's also got personal relevance, so that's why it's number one um but i mean for me it's just got to be the english english scene um gold member austin breaks down the door and his dad's surrounded by women and you know they gotta talk dirty in front of the (laughs) the women but the the cockney rhyming slang used in this scene is just so funny because it's real like that is a real language that real people used and possibly still use but like just to set it up it goes from the disco spy thriller Kind of music in the background because they just had the the uh, roller derby scene, and then it gets into this like old timey saxophone when you see Nigel Powers as Michael Kane or Michael Kane as Nigel Powers, and it's like like really like kind of like sexy kind of sounds like and it's like his kind of his noise, and then uh <laughs> he's like on the job you know and he's like I'm here to rescue you and he goes I've got a better idea why don't you rescue me in about seven or eight minutes, <laughs> and then it comes with. It follows that with uh, possibly my favorite one-liner in the whole series or the whole trilogy, where he's like, get, has like a crick in his neck," and Austin's like, "What's wrong with your neck?" I took a Viagra, got stuck in my throat. I've had a stiff neck for hours. Ah, oh, thank you. And they both turn to each other and say it at the same time, "Like it's a it's like a family joke."
0: <laughs> I just I love that one. It's just a great one-liner. <laughs> then
1: when they start talking English, English, the, the music goes from like that kind of like old timey saxophone, a saxophone to like this really like old silent film style piano with the violin playing in the background and then like some of the best accent work ever. And so I'm going to read a summary of what they say in the subtitles and then I'll read what they actually say in Cockney Rhyming slang. So the first part is. I was about to make love to a woman, but got interrupted. And Austin says, well, if you were aroused, why don't you just pleasure yourself? And the way it comes out is, I could have had it away with this cracking jewelry in my old China. And Austin goes, are you telling pork pies in a bag of trout? Because if you were feeling quiggly, why not just have a J-Arthur? What? They know, mates. Two right youth. this, This... it sounds like total nonsense, <laughs> but it's so funny. And I think of the, my favorite part is they reminisce on an old Christmas dinner they had with a crazy Scottish policewoman who was a former lawyer and married to a dancer who's shot on a turtle. She <laughs> <And it goes, laughs> uh, <"Gee>, was the <laughs> trouble and strife of the moth dancer that lived up in the affliction pads. Yes, yes, she was the barrister that became a Bobby and the Laurie, and then, and, then, and, then, and then it goes like the subtitles just show up as question marks, <laughs> you don't know what they're saying.
0: Saint <laughs> and, Regis T. Kettle, and she shat on a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> the subtitles
1: are shat on a turtle. <laughs> um, yeah, that, I mean, I've, I've watched that scene so many times, and the reason for that is when me and my best friend from uh, back in New Jersey um, when we were like, you know, trying to meet people, we would, you know, do that scene. And so we, w- we would just like run to strangers on the beach during the summer, like, you know, try to impress girls. And we must've watched it like hundreds of times before, every time we go out and we just try to nail down those lines. And, uh, I mean, we never convinced anybody, but I got better, we got better at it. And then eventually we did start convincing people. And eventually that's how I convinced my wife that I was British for 10 minutes. That's how we met. Is that she thought I was British On the front steps of our dorm oh, Shared
0: What? Yeah, so <laughs> um, This this scene literally changed my life That's so, incredible Yeah I can't believe that worked Wow Well then, yeah, that's number one <laughs>
1: <laughs> I told him I was from South Wales And um, that now I live in Jersey Not the new one, the old one <laughs> Not the new saying, one Not the new one, the old <laughs> one <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so that was a a pretty serendipitous ten minutes of my life that often came in handy.
0: Yeah, wow. I don't have anything nearly that personal, uh, Kyle.
2: Yeah, I don't know about you. I we've got we've we've filled up a lot of airtime, and I don't know how to possibly move on to the next thing after that. Um, do you have any scenes you're burning to mention?
0: I think the Mini Me fight, um, when they're in the when Austin's in the spacesuit, is a great one, and it's the first time you see Mini Me in action. And also the yeah <laughs> the Mini Me fight when they don't realize that he's um, turned. <laughs> both sides, yeah. Both great. Uh, the the missile launch scene where Fraulein is like just shouting the countdown.
1: <laughs> As a start over. <laughs>
0: 47 maybe just skip to 15 uh let's see uh when nigel powers and, and mini me interact and he <laughs> your tripod yeah um the only one that's like really an actual scene is the um the combo of when dr evil puts um austin and um felicity into like the pit with the piranhas or whatever it is, and then they shut the doors, and he and Scott argue, and he's like, why don't you just shoot him in the head? You have one inept guard in there, and he's gonna fucking escape, and we're gonna have to deal with this whole thing for the rest of the movie. <laughs> and then it, and then they escape, and they drop the guy's head into the, he gets his head bit off, and Austin just does the, I guess he'll never be the head of a major corporation. <laughs> he's just like, no yeah, time to was... lose one's head. That's just totally poking fun at Bond
1: like,
0: <laughs> up, like, right, right in face. And that, that she's just sitting there like, all right, that's enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, big time. But apart from that, I uh, I think you hit all of the, the big ones. Unsurprisingly, you did a fantastic job of, of cataloging here. I appreciate it. Anything from you, Mike? No, you, you nailed it. And uh, I want to end on that note.
1: Thanks so much for having me, guys. This was so much fun.
0: Steve, thank you so much. And again, I, there's, there's 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 no better feeling than someone reaching out to us and asking to, to come on to it. So I appreciate it. And uh, it's fun that, you, that you've that you been listening along. That was a, a pleasant surprise to, to hear.
2: It's especially fun when we have somebody who has your flair. Because this is uh really all... I can already feel this will be an all-time list because this is as much fun as I have doing this. This is wonderful. Um. So, so Steve, do you want to just run? Please, can you want to just run through, sure. and then we'll uh, so wrap it up. Number
1: ten was the Vegas scene, not the bathroom Vegas scene, but the the Vegas scene with the blackjack table. Uh, <laughs> number nine was Doctor Evil's plan in, in Goldmember. Number eight was the photo shoot scene. Number seven <laughs> was the <laughs> bathroom Vegas scene with Tom Arnold. Yep. Uh, number six yep. was the Jerry Springer scene. Number five was the smoking a pancake number four was baby back ribs number three was the um sumo bath scene number two was the carrie fisher therapist scene and number one was english english
0: (sighs) fantastic steve really good stuff yeah really beautiful stuff
2: Kyle, you have anything to say?
0: Well, uh, we've already thanked Steve, obviously, but now is where I do the rest of my thank yous. First, I thank Kevin McLeod for his stanky, stanky, stanky Not Top Three music and the intro music. Thank you, Kevin, for those. Disclaimer: We do not know Kevin. We should start doing that.
2: Uh, we should start Don't doing that gold
0: member style when we play the Not Top Three. Kevin McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin oh, McLeod. We do not know Kevin. That's McLeod. interesting. Um, <laughs> And then I always thank uh, my sister, Erin, who provided our fantastic artwork. Reminder, if you'd like to see more of Erin's artistic stylings, Sant Design on Instagram is the place to do that.
2: And while we're chatting about uh, online platforms, uh, if you want to check out our Instagram, that is top10km with the 10 spelled out T-E-N. You can see uh, the beautiful stylings of our social media director, my wife, Caroline. Whose personal stylings that personally line my pockets and keep me in furs and diamonds. Uh, you can see on her personal account at cml.photos on Instagram. Go check out some of our other social medias or online sturf. You can check out our Facebook group, uh, Top 10 with Kyle and Mike, or you can send us an email. I don't think that's how Steve got into contact with us, but if you want to get into contact with us that way to tell us about your wonderful list, you can shoot us an email, top10km at gmail.com. The 10 is also spelled out T-E-N. And finally, while I'm sure you're listening to us on some sort of listening app, if you're looking for another one, you can check us out on the Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Pretty Much Forever Podcasts, can be found so gentlemen
0: after a wonderful episode that's all i've got to say yeah i think that's it Mike. thanks again steve and we're already looking forward to your next appearance yeah all right thanks a lot guys right. yeah you thank guys. you steve all right. peace